Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of That Podcast. My name is Ryan Janke, and as always, I'm joined by Pastor DJ Laura, Sarah DeYoung, and not Dana Mashevsky. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> is that for the three who are here or the one who is absent? Yes. <laughs> to Did all you just of the learn, above. learn how to shut that off? No, I just pulled it away. <laughs> oh, I thought you hit another button no. that shut it Although, off. Although, let me try it. Nope, nope, nothing. Never mind. He just restarted. Gonna have to go it. the old school All and right. just cover the speaker part. Let's see. You, you totally <laughs> slammed uh, our colleague. So I did not. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody! It's um, it's good to see you guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. It's good to be seen. Yeah. I was uh, I, I kind of like it. You know, I I I told Dana we would give her a hard time because she totally bailed on us. So yeah, she she's did. like, well, that's what you have to do every time Sarah's not there. You give her a bad time. So yeah. what what that's we got we got to talk some some smack. Uh, okay, talk some. I don't know what's what's the word the kids are using these days for. I'm not the one to look at for that. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a neat throw some shade. Some shade, oh. yes. I heard a neat word yesterday that my my college age daughter taught me. We bought um, my son new kicks, as I like oh, to call yeah. them. Yep. But we showed Addy because we couldn't decide on what kind of shoes to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan wanted King King LeBrons, King James. Oh, sure. Yep. Yep. Um, I wanted him to get the Air Jordans if mm-hmm. I was going to spend that kind of scratch on yep. tennis shoes for a nine year old. Yep. And ended up ended up choosing a, a different kind of Nike shoe that looked kind of like Air Jordans. But we we called in Addy okay. and put her on uh, FaceTime to look over all the shoes because she's our sneaker expert. She sure. Yeah. She's she has hardly any, but they're all good. She has about forty six pairs of, of sneakers, all really? pristine mint. Condi- like Is if she, she a could sneakerhead. Yeah, if she okay. could keep them in the box and never wear them, she probably would. Really? Just to buy more. Yeah. I didn't know that. She's got 15 pairs of white Nike high-top oh. sneakers that look exactly the same to me, but they're all different, like, apparently. They're probably different. Huh. Apparently, they're different. <laughs> I, didn't, but I didn't know that yeah. about her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's, she's, got a, got, she's got problems. She's got an addiction. <laughs> I realized the other day that I have five pairs, and I thought, this is That's it? entirely out of line. <laughs> What am I doing here? You have five pairs of shoes total? Yeah, I got the pair that I'm wearing right now, my everyday runners. Okay. And then I've got a uh, pair of uh, black dressish sort of shoes okay. that I would wear, you know, when I got to wear a suit. Yep. Every yep. once in a while that happens. Yep. And then I've got a pair of old man sandals. Okay. Mand- I guess, I guess you can count those. Yep. That's, all right. And then I also have a pair of uh, old tennis shoes that I use to, uh, like, mow the lawn and things like that. All right. Everything sounds justified to me so far. Mm -hmm. What's this fifth pair you're talking about? The fifth pair is the pair that I use, like, if I want to go out walking for exercise or or running. Your orthopedics? No. (laughs) no. Come on. These are your fancy dancy workout shoes, Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger or whoever you are. (laughs) Hoka's. <laughs> Ooh. A pair of Hoka's. Ooh, yeah. fancy. Most expensive shoes I've ever bought. Those are the ones you should wear to the uh, doctor, too, so you should, can be an extra, like, two inches taller. I noticed that. They're, they're really padded. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. See, I, I, I think I, I agree with you that, that five is just, you're just, you're out of control. What's going on here? You need uh, one pair for dressing, mm-hmm. one, fair, one pair for every day, uh-huh. uh, a work pair. Mm-hmm. And then we're in the Midwest, so you at least need a pair of good, like, waterproof boots. Oh, sure. 
But the 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 sandals threw me though. I usually don't think of that one, and I guess I guess you could well, throw those it's, in. It's footwear. I and guess that's more of a shoe I than a sandal because it's like the old man style, where it's like got the covered the, toes, the so nobody sees no, them. No, no, oh, no, no. But Velcros? it's got the two Velcros across. Oh, the top. nice. Okay, mm -hmm. all right, all right. I think I have like five pairs of slippers. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. There's way more <laughs> other shoes because, hmm. like, in my world, I need like okay, if I'm gonna have a pair of boots. I need them in black and then like a brown or a tan and then a gray because I might wear like a navy or something or a gray that doesn't quite go with one of the other two. And mm -hmm. so it's the whole thing. And so here's this word that shows the difference between old geezers like us and and a young woman. The word is drip. Mm. Oh. Yep, yep. You didn't and know that one? Addie said to Dylan, those got drip. Mm -hmm. And that helped me to understand why she has like 55 pairs of white sneakers. Mm -hmm. To say nothing drip. of other kinds, because they all have different, they all have drip and yeah, but different situations. Yeah. You'd wear the different ones. So that word's been around for a long time. Yeah, but I'm mm -hmm. if it if it wasn't in normal vernacular in 1992, <laughs> most likely I haven't caught on. I, I see what you're saying. It's so. kind of one of those words you have to hear a few times in a sentence to know how to use it. Like the word yes. finna for me is I'm like say that word again. Finna. Finna. It's like more intention than gonna. So I like, finna. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm finna. I'm, I'm finna go to the mall or something. And I feel like there should always be another word in between there, and I can't quite get it. And I bet you that's drip for you. Like, so what's really funny about that, I, I don't know where finna comes from, but living in the South, what they would say is, I'm fitting. <laughs> I'm fitting to go to the mall or whatever, sure. wherever they were mm -hmm. going. Finna. What is finna like? What is that? No clue. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I, I just know it as a, like my younger cousins use it <laughs> as like a, Substitute for gonna. Okay, sure. all right. And they're like, it just means like more. Like you're not like thinking about it. Like you're gonna do it. Like oh, for I gotcha. sure. Like, yeah. oh, okay. So for real. Yeah. For real though. Mm -hmm. No for real joke. Though. So uh, Wade Phillips. Do you know Wade Phillips? You know Wade Phillips is Sarah doesn't know, but is he in Will. Wilson Phillips. No, he was uh, he was a head coach in the NFL for a while. Oh, a great yes. defensive coordinator. Yes. Mm -hmm. He posted on Twitter after the Broncos won Super Bowl Fifty. Uh, a picture with a with a gold chain necklace, mm -hmm. and he put on. And he's seventy six now, so that he was probably like seventy at the time, mm -hmm. and he just put dripping on there. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Burrow did that too. Yeah, but Joe Burrow was in elementary school. <laughs> Do you like Joe Burrow? No, not at all. No. Wow. Well, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. I just. So many people like him that I have a disdain. You know, Joe Cool. Yeah. Speaking of football, I'm going to put my conspiracy theory out in the world that yeah. Ryan has a collection somewhere of dolls of any type of cursing that when he feels the need, he goes in, similar to the uh, past, present, mm -hmm. future on Hercules, and snaps Achilles. Yeah. Because I have heard more people recently that have been affected by this since Ryan got happened, since it happened to Ryan. Than anybody else. So what you're saying is that he's secretly a, a, um, a, a Haugen, I think, a voodoo doctor. Is yeah. that is that what I hear you saying? Maybe I don't. Did I use that word? Term I right? I think what the thing is, it's not so much that as it's like, uh, have you ever went and bought a car and oh. thought, hey, nobody's got this car, and then everybody's got it, and then you see everybody's got that car. <laughs> That's Maybe so you're true. the you are the Taylor Swift of Achilles injuries. You're hey. putting them on the map, kind of like yep. what she did for Travis Kelsey. Yeah, 
Sure. Well, hey, you, you need to monetize that because she's a billionaire. Yeah, she, yeah she is, she's you got a lot of money. Two, two Super Bowls <laughs> didn't put him on the map, but Taylor yeah. Swift. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I heard his brother, his brother was talking about him, and his brother plays for the Eagles. Uh, yep. And he said, he goes, you know, he's in a whole new level of fame now. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, football players have a certain level of fame, but Taylor Swift fame oh. is like three levels above. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'm worried about my brother. I don't know if he can handle it. Yeah. Because <laughs> everywhere they go now, mm-hmm. he's now a household name yeah. because of Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. This is a stunt. But I saw, <laughs> <laughs> I did see this, and I'll have to uh, send it to Dana so she can add it so everybody can see that. But th- this was the latest picture that, that came out. I don't get it. It's Taylor and, and uh, Travis there. Yeah, but why does it look like they're on the front of like a telenovela <laughs> novel or a like a new, new the new love story? Oh, <laughs> huh. interesting. I'll send it, Dana. I'm sending this to you. By the time you hear this, you'll have it. So what I want to know is, uh, will there be a song dedicated to Travis Ooh. Kels in the future? Oh yes, yeah. He's he's fodder. Mm. Yeah, yeah. this will happen. It's going to happen. Uh, yeah. I He's going to mess up at some point, and she's going to immortalize him and inv- eviscerate him oh, in it's gonna song. Oh, it's going to be miserable for him. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> first, we, first, though, she has to take back her reputation and her name, and that's all that's left for re-releases. Then she can release new stuff. Then yeah. she'll start yep. working on mm-hmm. the evisceration of Travis Kelsey. Oh. Yeah. Take down so the whole wow. NFL. And then she's going to start singing the Monday Night Football song. Take Ooh, over for Carrie. That'd be terrible. That'd be great. <laughs> I might care about football at that point. <laughs> a lot more people caring about <laughs> football because of this uh, yep, this whole thing. That's so, true. You know, um, so uh, I have a question that I want to raise uh, that was brought to us by our good friend, the TOG. Can yep. I do that with uh, yeah. mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the the punch of, of this episode? Uh-huh. This is like episode 1,000. Is it? Really? Probably not. I it's thought it was like, like 995. Is it that high? What? No. We got to be like maybe pushing 300. Maybe 300. Maybe well. 350. Oh, look. I like that. Maybe 300. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I feel Let's like we got, we hit 100 we're not too long we ago. Start, we started this during the vid. Uh, yeah, yeah, we did. Everybody was mm-hmm. crusty from the vid. That was like 1,000 days ago, wasn't it? I don't know. This is long enough. Let me just... <laughs> Let me just figure this out there, here. So if you go to your YouTube app, YouTube's there's, there's a do the math playlist. I gotta find yes. why. First, I gotta find why. Look it up. You want to know why? <laughs> you ever remember that uh, Sesame Street episode? <laughs> I want to know why. <laughs> I do actually. <laughs> That's my favorite one ever. Did you watch Sesame Street growing up? Was that a thing yes, for you, Sarah? But like, I don't remember it. I j- like I have a vague distinction of like the characters, but no, I watched a lot of Barney and like Barbie stuff. Oh, okay. When when we lived in Pennsylvania, there's a there's an actual like amusement park for oh, Sesame yeah. Street called Sesame Place. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why they don't call it Sesame Street. They call it Sesame Place. Mm-hmm. My girls were obsessed with Abby Cadabby. Mm-hmm. That oh, was sure. that was their Muppet, mm-hmm. without a doubt. I like I was Bert and Ernie, yeah. uh, you know, or Cookie Monster, but Abby Cadabby. Everything was Abby. Yeah. Cadabby. I liked Oscar. Well, Oddly of course enough, did. yeah. I see that. Yeah. I, I like Cookie Monster. He's a good. Yeah, he's a good egg. The <laughs> last, the last episode posted is one sixty five. All right. Oh, so <laughs> let's just round up and say three fifty. <laughs> yeah, just add a zero. Super close. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, 
we get wonderful questions from from our listeners. And so if you have a question, I encourage you to email your question into that podcast at uh, that podcast at atonementfargo.org. Mm. And this question comes from the TOG. We all know the T we know and love the TOG. He gives yeah. us the best questions. And yeah. this question was um, let's see, I could probably pull it up and read it like word for word. Yeah. So it's all official. Like he's a straight up thug. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Gangsta with a name <laughs> like that. In the story of Philip and the Ethio- Ethiopian eunuch. Ooh. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Continue. Why, why was verse 37 in Acts chapter 8 removed from the NIV, which is the New International Version, and the ESV, the English Standard Version, versions of the Bible? Oh, I'd also like to know when that happened. Yes. Why? Well, I, I know the answer to both. Okay. Why and when. Okay. Uh, probably how. A little vague on the who. Okay. I understand the why. Uh-huh. Um, where? I can share that with you, too. Okay. If you want to go a deep dive. Now, do we need to know what the verse says? Yeah. Let's, or isn't let's, this made for podcasting? Yeah, no, this, is, <laughs> this won't get us... Well, I don't know. Maybe Do we need to put like a content warning or anything. Well, on we this, or had we a lot of those lately. We might, yeah. we might get banned in Russia for reading uh, the Bible. Can't get banned twice. <laughs> <laughs> you go to Acts chapter 8, and you're not going to find verse 37 unless you have a King James version of the Bible. I got all of them. You got all of them. Yeah. I have the app. Yeah, you have, so do I. You have the plethora of Bibles on your phone, huh? On mm-hmm. your supercomputer. Yep. I have an ESV here, and so I got to find verse thirty-six. Okay. So, but I'm gonna. Um, if it's fine with you two, yeah. Would one of you start at verse twenty-six and read all the way to um, verse thirty-eight? Okay. What chapter are we in? Chapter okay. 8, Chapter eight. Got it. beginning at verse 26, because this will give the context yeah. of the entire story. This is the story of Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. So a couple things to think about. In your head, I imagine you're, you're uh, trying to figure out what a eunuch looks like. Mm-hmm. Well, a eunuch was someone who served like a king uh, or a queen, usually a queen, and had been um, castrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, this eunuch is uh, uh, has um, a luxurious lifestyle based on the details that we hear and uh, serves at the behest of the Ethiopian queen uh, and has come to Jerusalem to worship. Now, the thing about being like that is he cannot enter the temple. He would have been considered unclean and um, unable to come and worship fully if he converted to Judaism because he was a eunuch. Okay. Okay. So there's a little bit of context for the context. And who wants to, who wants to read that for us? Are you doing that or am I? I, I have the King James like, version pulled up here, but I can quickly I like, go I back. I have ESV if you want me to. Why don't you read the ESV, yeah. Sarah, and, and uh, go to verse 36 uh, mm-hmm. and then um, read 38. And then if you want to just okay. give the what we're missing. Fill it in. In the KJV. Starting at 26? Mm -hmm. All right. 
Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, rise and go towards the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place. And he rose and went and there was an Ethiopian. There was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning seated in his chariot and he was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, go over and join his chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, do you understand what you are reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of the scripture that he was reading was like, was this. Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter and like a lamb before its shearer is silent. So he opens not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. And the eunuch said to Philip, About whom I ask you, does the prophet say this, about himself or about someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth and began reading with this scripture. He told him the good news about Jesus. And as they were going along the road, he came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? I'm in verse 38. Yep. And he commanded the chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water, and Philip and the eunuch Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. Now, if you're following along and you you were smart enough to pause it and get out your NIV, um, and if you want to pause it and get out your NIV right now, you can look and see that there is no verse 37. It goes from 36 to 38. If you're looking in the English Standard Version or the New International Version, some of the most popular Bibles in the world, and these are um, um, uh, in the same tradition as the King James Version of the Bible, which does include verse 37. So, Mm -hmm. Ryan, you have that there. Would you read 36 and verse 37? 36 and 37. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Hey, verily, verily. Thank you. So, is there anything in that verse that you think is so offensive that it had to be removed from Bibles? That's, I guess, my first question because when something like this happens, uh, uh, people wonder about it because here's the thing it's not that it's removed from the ESV or the NIV. It's put in a footnote. So it's still there. It's just not in the text itself. But in the King James Version, it is. I think in the New King James Version, it is not. And the ESV and the NIV are also the grandchildren of the King James Version of the Bible. So they come out of that same tradition. So why don't they have it, but the King James does? So let's start there. Read that verse again, verse 36, and, and just guess. Take a guess as to... If, if there was some nefarious purposes, what do you think would be the reason to remove that verse? Okay, 37. Yep. And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Yep. Okay. So if you believe with all your heart, then you can be baptized. Because he asked, what's to keep me from being baptized? Look, here's a puddle of mud. Mm-hmm. what's to keep me from being baptized? That's literally what it was. It, it was on the side of a road. It was basically like a, like ditch water. Mm-hmm. What's to stop me from being baptized? I'm unclean and not allowed into the temple, according to those who 
say that if you want to worship God, you need to show up at the temple, what's to stop it? The other thing that I want to point out is that if you notice what Philip does, and this is why Christians do this, they're reading the book of Isaiah, and who does Philip say that the verse is about? Because the eunuch asks him, is this about the prophet who's who wrote it? Is it about Isaiah, or is it about someone else? Who does Philip say the verse in Isaiah about, well, the suffering servant is about? Uh, let's see. Did you catch that? 35, then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning with the scripture, he told him, the good news about Jesus. So saying it was about Jesus. Yeah. And when we read the Bible, uh, especially the Old Testament, we look at every verse um, through the lens of Jesus, that it's about Jesus in some, wh- whether, whether explicitly or implicitly, all of the Old Testament points to Jesus. Okay. So if you've ever wondered, why do Christians do that? Well, it's not because we're you know, taking over the Old Testament, it's because as Christians, we believe that Jesus Christ is what the Old Testament is all about. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a that's a valid way of interpreting the Old Testament that's been from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Philip's a good example of that. Okay. Is there anything in that verse that you think is offensive that w- it would be removed? The only thing I see is that it says, um, he's asking him if you believe with all your heart, then you may. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just thinking in terms of we don't ask a, a three-month-old baby. How do you ask a baby? Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's interesting because in um, taking it out of context, you could come to that conclusion mm-hmm. that the only Baptist, and, and there are people that have come to that conclusion, uh, there's people that are, that are considered King James only type people mm-hmm. that would look and say, if it's in the King James, then it's true. If it's not in the King James, you can't trust it. Uh-huh. Well, in the King James, it says, if you believe with all your heart, then you can be baptized. So infant baptism, meaningless. Mm-hmm. But that's not what Philip is communicating even in that verse. Mm-hmm. Because all that's going on is the eunuch is saying, what is to stop me from being baptized? I'm I, I'm castrated. I'm not ethnically Jewish. I have no reason to worship the God of Israel. But what's to stop me from receiving Jesus Christ? Mm-hmm. And the response is, if you believe with your heart, right? Your whole heart, I think is what it says or something like that. If thou mayest, it uses a lot of old English stuff. Mm-hmm. Then you can. What is the confession of the eunuch in verse 37, right? That Jesus is the Son of God. Do you guys remember in Romans 10, verse 9, the Apostle Paul says, if you believe with your heart that God raised him from the dead and confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord, you will be saved. That's what's being expressed Mm -hmm. here. And what you have is actually um, a bit of the the baptismal formula that was said to adult catechists in the early church. It didn't discount baptizing babies because they were already baptizing babies according to the scriptures by this point in Acts. Mm -hmm. But the verse is repeating a baptismal formula that the early church was using. The reason why it's not in there has nothing to do with theology. It has everything to do with the most authentic sources of the verses 
of Acts that we have. We've talked about this before, but the Bible is the gold standard. It is, it is the measuring rod by which all other ancient documents are judged. And the way you judge the authenticity of a work is if you can, um, the, the amount of time between the actual events and the time that it was written and then the number of copies that we have. So, for example, if I had like, um, or I should say we as a world, as a society, have uh, uh, Julius Caesar's diary, right? Mm-hmm. And the earliest copy of it is a thousand years after Julius Caesar lived. So that means it's a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. And we got three copies of it. There's not an historic scholar on the planet that would not say that that is accurate to what Julius Caesar's own diary was. I mean, they didn't have the internet back there where every little thing you wrote is in there in perpetuity like it is. You know, mm-hmm. a thousand years from now, they'll know exactly what Ryan <laughs> Janke said because we have thousands of recordings of him, yep. you know, doing his thing. As long as they have the, te- the tech to, to play this old, old-timey stuff, <laughs> we're good to go. In the case of the Bible... Uh, particularly the New Testament, um, we have fragments and manuscripts adding up to the entire Bible that are within 30 years of their writing, not a thousand years. Um, but I think we have a full, the full intact Bible um, within the first hundred years that it was all written and then collected. Um, and we don't just have three copies. We have over 5,000 copies in multiple languages. Um, we have just in Greek alone, which is the language in which the New Testament was written, there's about, about 5,000 fragments and, and copies within the first 500 years. Um, but then we also have other languages, thousands of copies. So there's a lot to measure back and forth in multiple languages to say, are the words that are recorded um, accurate and and uh, not not like changed or anything like that. Now here's the thing about the verse in question, okay? Um, and this is where things get a little interesting because it talks about the the sources that are used for these different translations. In the case of the King James Bible, um, the manuscripts that were used were Greek and Latin transcripts manuscripts that were from the 7th century and, and later, not earlier. So like 7th to 10th century, okay? Okay. And that's what came, that, those were the, the primary sources that ended up being used for, um, for the King James Version of the Bible, which was recorded or, or written, translated, in 1611, okay? okay. So 1611, Anno Domini, the year of our Lord. Since that time, there's been continued archaeological digs as well as all kinds of, of research going back to the original sources in the original languages, including Hebrew and Greek. And we've, we've discovered many more intact documents that's in the early Greek that's much earlier than the documents that were used for the King James Version. And in those documents... There is no verse 37. The chapters and the verses are not in those original documents. Mm-hmm. That was something that was added much later in England, I believe. Yep. Uh, even after the time of Martin Luther, 1521. Martin Luther would quote the Bible like 
you know, chapter and verse, but there was no verse. He had chapters. He could say it's, you know, it's in Genesis 4. And he'd go on this whole long thing because he'd memorized it because he'd read it so much. Mm-hmm. The verses were added to help make sense of, of the breakdown of the Bible. And they're not in the original the, the originals, okay? They're just there as like like a library tool to help us understand, as well as the, the titles above things. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't in the original either. Uh, what you had was the, the Word of God, and it wasn't broken up in a, um, in a system like what we have in, in chapters and verses, okay? Mm-hmm. So verse 37, as we would call it, is not found in the earliest versions of the Greek manuscripts. Well, before it was translated to Latin, which was the primary source for the King James, it was originally in Greek, and in the Greek it's not there. So what does that tell us? There's nothing that is um, heterodox, like a new teaching or a false teaching, with what is being said. And we know from other documents that we have from the 2nd and 3rd century that there were Christian liturgies that were already being made. Liturgies is like how you do worship about baptism, mm-hmm. uh, the rite of baptism. And in there, y- you would confess that Jesus is your Lord, according to Romans. If you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And that's what is happening in this verse. Uh, that baptismal formula has been added in at some point, probably after 600 AD, um, in the Latin, okay. to help make sense of... Um, the proper response that the Ethiopian should make uh, for a baptismal faith as an adult. Does that make sense? Yeah. In both cases, whether whether it's there or not, babies are already being baptized, so it's not an issue of theological uh, uh, correctness for uh, uh, a baptismal theology. Um, it has to do with something that uh, was good practice that was added most likely to the Latin translations um, that does not change or alter the text in any way, but is not found in the earliest versions. So as scholars have gone back and looked at the original sources, when making updated versions of, for example, the King James, which mm-hmm. is very influential in English-speaking Bibles, uh, this verse is put in a footnote place. Could it have been in, in an original? It could have been, but the data doesn't seem to say that. Now, if we find a copy of um, Luke's own original Acts of the Apostles that he wrote with his own hand, and it says, I, Luke, wrote this <laughs> on such and such a day, and verse 37 is there, then that would be you know definitive proof that verse 37 is in the original. But from the amounts of, the, the amounts of evidence that we have, it's most likely that it was not in the original and was like an addendum added on as notation, just like my own Bible here is a study Bible. So underneath where it says the scriptures, the things that are added that are actually not the scriptures are the, the chapters and the verses, and then all these little notes mm-hmm. that are pointing at each one of those chapter and verses to give more context and details to dig in deeper to what scripture is saying. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So... TOG, the reason it is not in uh, uh, the ESV or the NIV is simply because it is not um, uh, uh, recognized by the majority of scholars of uh, 
Holy Scripture to be in the earliest and best uh, um, copies and manuscripts that we have in the original Greek. There That's it is. The Sweet. Done and done. So let not your heart be troubled. All right. Good enough? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm yep. thinking about this side note just as like from a somebody who used to work in church communications. How many like Bible publishers and things like that get requests where they're like, oh, you misprinted this. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like there's got to be somebody on hand who just has that answer <laughs> of the like frequently asked questions. <laughs> Is my Bible like did you misnumber my chapter eight acts? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that people do that like, all the time. Yeah. Dana, that's the title of this episode. Mm-hmm. Did they misnumber my Bible? And you know what? In every Bible, right? Yep. Even one that's not a study Bible that has tons of notes on the sides, it will have a little footnote mark yep. next to that one. <laughs> and it'll say, uh, it'll say the verse. It'll say, some some old manuscripts mm. include da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. This isn't the only case of this. There's a couple other spots um, I know in the New Testament where in in getting those earlier sources after the King James Version was was put out there, you know, 400 years of study, and, and we've gotten much better at archaeological study, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's other footnotes that you'll find in different places throughout your Bible, and, and it's, the thing about it is, it is um, beyond contestation that everything that was written in the earliest sources is what we're getting, even through translation into English today. Uh, all Bibles in all major um, translations. Some are more literal, some are more figurative, some like the message try to put uh, it in, it in. it's a transliteration. It trans, tries to put, uh, well, it's not a transliteration, but it's a, it's a, it's a faithful uh, translation of what the scriptures originally said and intended and trying to put it as best as possible into a modern language. The ESV tries to be very careful and very close as well as the NIV to what the original text actually says and to try to translate it word for word into English. Mm-hmm. There, that gets to be a little bit of an issue and so on, but you, you can rest assured that all Bibles in all translations uh, from the authoritative sources are, are meat right and salutary, as they like <laughs> to say in that big Lutheran church over in Missouri. <laughs> so... All right. Would it be all right if I pray us out today? I'd love Absolutely. it. All right, let's do that. Gracious God, I thank you for my friends who are able to be here today, and uh, uh, I thank you for the TOG and wonderful questions. I mean, I love I love it when we wonder about Scripture because there's so much in there that we can just delve into again and again and again. And the more we want to get to know God um, and the more we want to get to know Jesus, uh, you point us back to your your own words. You point us back to the scriptures. Um, and so if you want to get to know Jesus, get to know your Bible. And uh, and you will be blessed by what the Holy Spirit reveals to you uh, day in and day out. Uh, bless everyone who's listening to this as they go into their week. Um, may they see you working in their midst. Uh, all this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining us. Remember, you can find us every Sunday If you'd like a place to worship online or in person, Atonement Lutheran Church, 4601 South University Drive, Fargo, North Dakota, or online at atonementfargo.org or atonement.live, or, of course, the YouTubes, where you can find all sorts of historical videos and things from Atonement that is on the YouTubes. So, for Sarah DeYoung, what... Nothing. And Pastor DJ Lura, but not Dana Mashevsky. I'm Ryan Janke. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on that podcast. Riveting! 
Hello and welcome back to another episode of Danaless Podcast. My name is Ryan. Ben, right off the bat, under the bus. <laughs> I thought that's what I'm supposed to do. All right, this is that podcast, Sans Dana. Sans My name Dana. is Ryan Janke, and I'm joined by Pastor DJ Lura and Sarah DeYoung, but not Dana Mashevsky. <laughs> if you had a nickel Ayo. for every just time you mentioned that Dana's not here, you'd, you'd have probably close to a yeah. dollar. You'd, a, have, a you'd, have, you'd have three nickels. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. Dana's not here. We gotta we gotta just Dana because we said we would. She's mm-hmm. she's taking a much deserved uh, break from the shenanigans that uh, at this place we lovingly call atonement. Uh, she's been working really hard. We have FMSC, Feed My Starving Children, coming up mm-hmm. in January. If you haven't heard about this, what rock have you been living under? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's on the news. It's on the radio. It's on the podcast. It's on social media. It's in the YouTubes. Mm-hmm. It's it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's in the air. If I can just get, mm-hmm. I would love it. I would love it, love it, love it. If we could get a presidential candidate to talk about this event that's going to be happening, which is arguably one of the largest, if not the largest, it is. volunteer <laughs> event in the history of this part of the country, if mm-hmm. not the entire country. Yep. FMSC, 10 million meals, 10 days, January 2024. Mm-hmm. We're going to need at least 50,000 people. A lot of mm-hmm. people. Yeah, and I just think that you know, our governor, Governor Burgum, is, is running for president of the United States. Mm-hmm. I'd love it if you if you would get it. Is he going to get it? I don't know. But well, he's not debating tonight as we record this. Oh, so. is that right? See, so, yeah, I watched all the debates, so obviously I'm on top of everything. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Doug. Yeah, right. But uh, the thing about it is, with him? <laughs> if you would, um, I I think, and this is just my opinion, I'm not a political advisor in any way, this is just my own personal opinion, I think it would give a boost to his campaign Mm -hmm. to really push and lift up what people in North Dakota are doing. Because he's talked already about having kind of a small-town mentality to fix our country. Yep. Have a North Dakota mentality. We're going to go, uh, uh, ask not what your country can do for you, ask how you can feed kids. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's my slogan. What do you think? <laughs> I like it. All right. And I just love it. If you, you know, I, I think if he would have jumped on the bandwagon, I can say this now after in hindsight, he would be in, in this debate. The front today. runner. Yeah. In fact, I think he should release it now as, as his own thing. They didn't let him on the debate stage because they're afraid of him because of what's happening in North Dakota. Yep. It's so amazing. Anyway, that's a long way of me uh, of saying Dana has been working really hard for the FMSC <laughs> team. <laughs> Putting out all kinds of stuff that mm-hmm. that she does, she does a lot of a lot of great stuff for communications, for atonement, and also our partner, feed my starving children, and so she's taking a much deserved, I think, staycation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's not here, but but we can pick on her because she's not here. Yep. So right. boo, <laughs> fair wrong. is fair. Is fair. <laughs> 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 when Sarah's not here, we yeah. we we. I'm pretty sure there's like a recent episode too, like making fun of Ryan for not being here. Exactly. Like it's literally titled Ryan's not here, but it's okay. We have Lisa or something. Yeah, like yeah that. that's what it was called. <laughs> yeah, it does. Keep tabs yeah. or. Well, you see how long Lisa lasted. <laughs> she didn't have the stamina <laughs> to keep up with this group. So, uh, is so that everything? 
You know what, though? <laughs> I, I, we have some business to attend to okay. that has you know nothing to do with Dana, so it doesn't matter if she's here or not. But uh, it, we just passed Halloween. We did. Mm-hmm. All Hallow's Eve. Did you guys enjoy uh, the festivities? Uh, I did. I, I was here helping... Um, serve burgers and hot dogs and yeah. chips and pop and all that good stuff for hot feed my chocolate. for feed my starving children. Yeah, fundraiser, right? Hot chocolate, hot chocolate. That's how they say it. Is it who's they? Them, them, <laughs> those the, guys, the people over yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, how do you pronounce that? This is totally an aside. How do you pronounce that holiday? Which one? The the one that we were that we that that we that. Halloween? Dia de Muerto? Yeah. Halloween? Yeah. How do you pronounce it? Halloween. You do say Halloween. Some people say Halloween. Mm. Halloween? Like Mm -hmm. H O L L O W? Mm -hmm. It's Hallow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. I know, they're wrong. Oh, those are the same people who say Malk or (laughs) Palo. All right. When you say the Lord's Prayer, Uh do you say, (laughs) Our Father who art in heaven, Hallow is your name? Is that that what you say? No, no, I'm just saying. Because that's, that's, Sacrilicious, as far as I can tell, if there's candy involved. Yeah. You, you've never heard people pronounce it Halloween before? You know what? I probably have, yeah. but they're wrong. Okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, that settles that. <laughs> Next. I don't, so, know. So I that, don't know. So that night at Spooktacular, are we calling it Spooktacular or Trunk or Treat? Yeah, but from, from what um, uh, Pastor Mark Soldier has said, we need to pronounce it Spooktacular. Ah, ah. I don't talk like this. Blah, blah, blah. I don't say blah, blah, blah. So on that very night, I was presented, we were presented with a big Kool-Aid container. Yes, like a like a, a Kool-Aid man size container. It was huge. Yeah. Yeah. Bigger than huge. Oh, yeah. We... And not so we and friggin' huge, <laughs> and that's where this landed at. It was big. <laughs> what? so What's that from Austin Power? No, no, no. no. It's, it's it's from So I Married an Axe Murderer. But anyway, <laughs> this thing was big, and uh, uh, he's gonna cry himself to sleep on his wee pillow. Yeah. <laughs> That's on HBO Max to stream. You know that, right? Oh, no, but I, I'm going to go stream I, it now. I saw it today, and literally I had flashbacks to working here. Like, Have you I, ever watched no. it? No. Sarah. I think yeah. I've heard enough quotes, though, from you two now and Mark that and, I, I've seen and it. And Paul. Yeah, and Paul. So, so this this container was big, and it had uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. Uh, yes. And it had Delicious. peanuts in it. Delicious. Yes. And it was completely <laughs> polluted. Oh, with no. candy corn. Yes, that waxy. Ugh. Yeah. How, how do you even it's explain real, that? It's stuff? not real food. You know what? No, it it's is? not food. You remember? You remember those uh, wax lips that yes. you used to be able? I think mm-hmm. it's just that carved up. You know what? I think you're right. Yeah. And most likely those wax lips were red, mm-hmm. and it's aged so much yeah. that it comes off as kind of this orangey yellow. Yeah. Yeah. I think red plus green equals orange. Ugh. I don't know. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's go with that. You know, your guys' <laughs> hatred for candy corn is why the bees are dying. That's not true. <laughs> yeah, it is because it's a hundred percent honey. No, it's and your not. hatred and not candy corn. Yes, look it up. I'm gonna look candy it up. corn is not a hundred percent. hundred. Well, I, want, I honey. want you to know that that um, luckily Ryan was working. I mean, 
blood, sweat, and tears were yeah. going into these burgers oh. for these kids. But Ew. thankfully, there was someone there that happily enjoys candy corn. And so we were able to pass off the Kool-Aid man size jug. And before anybody asks, I have an alibi. I was in Bismarck for oh, work. Don't even. I was. Mm-hmm. What you don't know <laughs> Is that I have a GoPro set up in my office. Listen, I've been keeping a secret <laughs> for many years <laughs> since the first time this happened. And I'll, I'll take it to my grave. I also <laughs> I also have a snitch. Oh, <laughs> is it Marjean? I'm not. I, I will oh. take it to my grave. <laughs> so I happen to know who it is, and I think she knows who she is, and you should never lie in church, uh, Sarah. It's not good All for right. you. I'm not, I, I'm not lying. I'm, I'm not just saying just, it's you. I'm not telling the full truth. This There's is, a difference. <laughs> All right. Now, this is from the USA Today. Mm. Candy corn is made mostly of sugar, corn syrup, Salt, sesame oil, honey, artificial flavor, food yeah. colorings, <laughs> gel- in there. gelatin, and confectioner's glaze. Listen. So what I hear you saying, saying is that it's neither candy nor corn. It's corn syrup. Confectioner's glaze, <laughs> also known as shellac, is made from lac resin, which is a bug secretion. Why don't you also look up what goes into, like, marshmallows? <laughs> <laughs> well, don't you drink Mountain Dew? No. Oh. May, oh, no. May Dr. I Pepper? say, no. The person that we gave it to uh, is a is a dear friend of Oliver's. She happily ate all of it and came back to me with an empty uh, uh, peanut butter cup wrapper. Well, that was nice. Yeah, it was yeah. nice. For Sharing her. scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was so bad that I couldn't <laughs> even. I couldn't even. Have you even tried it, Ryan? Yes. Have you taken a no thank you bite? So gross. We make my son take nine bites. Yeah. Because he's nine years old. Well, uh-huh. Yeah, Ryan, you're like 50, so you'd finish that whole container probably. I'm not 50. <laughs> What's her problem? I got to make up know, for Ryan. the. That's not the fair. Digging at Dana. You don't look a day over 49, Ryan. I don't know. Wow. Okay. Uh, who cares about the Russian? Turn the. Turn the uh, <laughs> Turn that up, uh, play Bluetooth? something for you. Yeah. Are you playing Lip Gloss by Lil Mama again? No, you gotta get no, us no, banned? I can't, I can't do that. Uh-oh. Oh, you get oh, your Bluetooth oh. on? No, I don't. That's, that's uh, Step my, one. My bad. <coughs> All right. Let's see. It's not connected. But it will be eventually. <laughs> and then I'll play this tune for you. And uh, Is you'll this the candy corn hating song? What candy corn hating You've song? You've played this for me before. I've seen candy it. Candy corn. Have I really? Candy yeah, corn. Yeah, 100%. Oh. I don't know. It's just fun to say. Candy corn. Candy corn. Candy corn. I will say that uh, while I don't care for the stuff myself, my family loves it. And uh, even though I don't know where it came from. on somebody's TV <laughs> while their child's on the floor. See? <laughs> that, yep. As I was saying, my family loves it, and I, uh, even though I don't know who did it, and I, I won't say who did it, I'll take it to my grave even though I know exactly who did it. Sarah. Uh, 
I will say uh, thank you for the, it's the thought that counts. Yeah. It's a good treat. <laughs> it's like, do you eat salted nut rolls like the candy bar? No. No. That's what, it, if you do peanuts and candy bar, <laughs> I know. What it tastes like. This is it's what I'm delicious. telling you. My 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 wife well, loves those things. Well, at least some of your family has good taste oh. things. Won't even, I won't even kiss her after that. Okay, go, go brush your teeth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Terrible. All right. That, what are that, we talking about that today? Es- that yep. escalated. And now that Halloween's over, it's Christmas time. Merry Christmas all. I hope your what decorations about, are up. I remember what I wanted to ask you about. Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Is it too early to do uh, Christmas decorations? Yes. It's not no. even Thanksgiving. Yes. No, mine are okay. up already. So first, I don't know when this is coming out, so we should say we are recording this on November 8th, well, the year of th- our Lord, This is important. You told me about, yep. you met with uh, 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 a colleague of yours, mm-hmm. and what did they ask you, and what did you say to them, he, Sarah? So one of my CCRI clients had asked me, he's like, you probably already have your Christmas decorations up, don't you? I said, you bet I do. He goes, Ugh. It's not even Thanksgiving. And yeah. this is my point now. Mm-hmm. Until a turkey decides to be born of a Virgin Mary mm-hmm. and die for my sins, I'm not waiting for that bird to put up my Christmas decorations. This is very Get arbitrary. <laughs> very, very arbitrary. <laughs> why Why not just say until a pumpkin is born of a virgin, that we're not, we're going to skip Halloween and turkeys. I would do that too. That, you know what you I'm saying? You can't skip Halloween. Come well, on, just, that's, one, just, that's one I'm of the big three. Th- these are the slippery slopes that we go down. Right, so there are people you, that have their tree up all year long. Well, Don't they're wrong too. Well, what, uh, are you telling me yes. that you are like sacrosanct when it comes to Thanksgiving? The like d- that's a big. That's a big for you. It's the big four. It's it's Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. It's the WWE pay per views of the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> Ryan, I'm gonna challenge you. Okay, I, we're gonna we're gonna put you in two rooms, blindfolded, uh-huh. Uh-huh. with a turkey dinner in front of you, uh-huh. and one's gonna have a Christmas tree up, and one's not, and you're not gonna be able to tell the difference between those two turkey dinners. It'll taste the same if your Christmas tree's up. Yeah, but that's dumb. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well then make your tree look like a turkey, and then change it over on Black Friday. Uh, okay, so dressed up like a pilgrim and the call tree, it a day. The tree can go up on Black Friday. That's fair. Now Black Friday is the, the day, day after, after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now are you are you still uh are are you both Black Friday shoppers? Like you get up at five AM oh, and no. you go no. and stand outside the Mervins going open, open, no. open. No, no the I internet went one exists. Time. What? <laughs> I said no, the internet exists. I'll buy it online. Yeah. Ship it to my house. I went one time and I felt unsafe. But I've also <laughs> found that, that there, Someone touched me. I didn't like it. There's there's no such thing anymore. It's like stretched out over weeks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. I guess that's kind of my point. Like yeah. Black Friday is no longer like going. Mm-hmm. I can remember like a decade oh, yeah. ago going to yeah. Best Buy at midnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's because these kids these days are soft. They're they worried are. about well, getting run over. S-A-W-F-T, soft. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever worked soft. like a Black Friday shift, like the overnight? No. Oh, it's terrible. I've, I've worked at the city. Oh, uh, on, yeah. on, the, on I've, that night. I've worked retail on Black Friday for five years, mm-hmm. and I deserve a purple heart or you, something. Yeah, you deserve a medal for like, that. Mm-hmm. I don't the, think you nominate yourself for a purple heart. Well, <laughs> so I'm putting it out there so somebody can get me into the sainthood or something. Or people who do this, she's like, see the scar? Yep. This was a uh, Black Friday. But you just see 2005. Like, and, I, and I've worked the full gambit of shifts of like I've worked the day, like the she was evening. Four, I know. Of, I wasn't. I was ten. 
But like child labor. Yeah, you get people coming in like that day of Black Friday after they've done all their midnight shopping. Like I've had a woman return four toasters one time and I was like, Oh, is there anything wrong with this? She's like, No, I blacked out while shopping and I bought them at like nice. four different stores. I'm like, Wow, and a toaster. You go, lady, and they're like ten bucks. So huh. wait at four different stores and she brought them back to your store? Well, like she went to four different targets. Like she had gone because they're in Sioux Falls, there's two of them, and wow. then there's like an hour. Sioux City has another two of them. So I can honestly say that I have never blacked out shopping. Yeah. I've blacked out while shopping and refused to shop, like shut down mm-hmm. emotionally too many, too and just things. too many lights and just I'm going to go sit in the car. I, I just I, I, I don't want to be here anymore. I've done that. I once blacked out when I ran into the corner of the wall and cut my head open. <laughs> <laughs> I did that time. <laughs> That's, that's that it. wasn't a Black Friday. That, no, was, a, that was a Tuesday. That was a blackout. <laughs> yeah, that was a blackout. Yeah. Good grief. Yeah, nope. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, uh, Black it's Friday. Time. The tree can go up, and then it's got to come down. Uh, Valentine's Day. The day before, uh, or the day after New Year's, I mean, January oh. 2nd. I did not realize you were such a traditionalist. Uh, yeah. Hats off. To, kudos yeah. to you, yeah. sir. No, thank you. you. you thank you. you. It's not easy in this day and age. You stay on that hill and die on it. Uh, <laughs> you go right ahead. I hope you do the same thing with your <laughs> Easter decorations. Then you come to church tell Jesus that no matter what, his birthday and stuff isn't important. Because that's what you're doing right there. By not putting <laughs> out eggs? No, by not putting, like... Put, by not keeping your tree up for the full season. What does that have to do with Easter? Well, then for Easter, I hope, you know, when you put out, like, your your Easter decorations, your pastels and whatnot, so you take it down then in that very strict timeline I on don't Easter put them Sunday. Up, I don't put them up to begin with. <laughs> rude, Ryan. I have, I have a, a different issue around Christmas. It, like, I, I'm also of the mind, we, we don't put up the Christmas tree in the house until Black Friday. Uh-huh. But we put up the Christmas decorations outside. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that yeah. Before, to do. I mean, I have a Christmas tree up already on my porch. If you drove by, our house is lit up already. Mm-hmm. Oh, y- you turn them on already too? Oh yeah. Oh, see, that's not right. Oh, we're put just put them up. Just don't turn them on. We're yet. getting well. Then it's do just, you look like white trash sad. with just like lights on your house. <laughs> lights on, but not lit up. Um, well, however, I can see you're wishy washy. <laughs> however, I have an issue that I have been fighting for for twenty. Years. There's a cold war going on in my house, uh-huh. and it's been going on for 20 years. And okay. it has to do with when you take down the Christmas tree. Uh-huh. I am of the mind that you need, and I, I, for me, I, I'm doing this for the children. This is for the children, oh. right? Okay. Uh, you know, won't anyone think of the children? Yeah. That you leave up the Christmas tree until January 6th, and on January 6th, each child gets one epiphany gift. Oh, see, I'm I'm I want to make this an international thing now, an uh, an American thing. Yeah, but it have to be up four days too long. <laughs> exactly. Ryan, I leave my tree up till February. <laughs> like if it's down by Valentine's Day, that's a feat. But it's supposed to be up until January sixth. Do you know why? Uh, no. Now I it's I the three wise men. No. Because how many days <laughs> of Christmas are there according to the song? Twelve days of Christmas. When do they start? On Christmas Day. And when does Christmas Day? Start Christmas. The 25th? The 25th. Mm-hmm. So are you bringing turtle doves and things inside of your home? Of course oh, yeah. I am. I, I would in a trees. heartbeat if it would allow me to keep that tree up until January 6th. Because then Epiphany Day can happen. And then we're we're celebrating just like all Friends. the Christians all around the world that give gifts on 
Epiphany Day. You're going to bring the a eight, zoo in The eight maids of milking gets to be a problem just for space because well, that's the churners and whatnot. I, I'm cows. still trying to figure out the seven swans of swimming, too. Oh, like yeah. where, you where got a bathtub, are they gonna don't you? How many I bathrooms do. are in your house? How many sinks? I do, <laughs> but I also have a golden retriever, and I don't know how oh. well that would go over with... Uh, with all that. My point, again, <laughs> is that uh, we don't need to take it down on, on no. New Year's Day. You know, there's football to be watched. Yeah, there's no, also you don't superstitions. Have, that's, why you don't, that's why you don't take it down New Year's Day. You take it down the day January after. January 2nd. Yeah. There's all superstitions. Or the 26th. Like you shouldn't clean your house on New Year's Day and stuff like that. Are you like saying that. the day after, like, the 26th? New Year's. Uh, so the second. New Year's. Yep. Oh. So you leave it up through the New Year mm. and then. Yeah, that's okay. And then. Yeah, but that's. You make a resolution. You it. make a resolution to keep it up until the sixth, and you break it. That's right pushing. Away. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Real tree or a fake one? Oh. Fake tree. Allergies. We were on the real tree bandwagon for a long time. When I lived in parts of the country where you could go as a family, this is when my girls were little. Mm-hmm. Dylan, pss, he gets nothing. I mean, yeah. he's just. Pss. When he was real little, we would do this too. You could go to places in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is big on Christmas, mm-hmm. like like weird kind of big. Mm-hmm. Like whole towns are will become um, like swap meets to sell you Christmas knickknacks. Okay. And so these these Christmas tree farms will pop up, and you go there, and they put you on the back of a hayride, and they ride you out into the middle of nowhere where they have these trees that have been growing for 10 years. Mm-hmm. They give you... There's a lot of trees in Pennsylvania. They, yeah, and they give you your own... Um, uh, uh, what do, you, what do you call those things that you cut down a tree with? A saw. A saw. They give you a hacksaw. Not even like a saw oh. saw, like a hacksaw. A hacksaw. Right out there like Clark Griswold digging it up from the yes, roots. Yes, from the roots. And and you um, you you chop down your own tree. Mm-hmm. They put it on this big, uh, 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 behind a tractor on this big trailer, and they, they drag it back. They drill a hole in it. Mm-hmm. They wrap it for you, and then, then you put it on top of your car. And okay. you drive drive away like the Griswolds. So do they do they provide the the twine or whatever you need to, to fix it to your car for the right fee? They will they will give you everything, including chopping it down for you. But oh. if you want the real experience, you go out with your family. And that sounds incredibly you chop it down stressful. Yourself. That sounds like so waiting uh, for my dad to yell at me. Well, and then so we how much <laughs> does this experience cost? <laughs> oh, it's a pretty penny. Oh. Yeah, um, I mean, time with family and memories. Priceless. But memories, oh yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what. Tell you what, um, let's put it this way: it's it, it would be like purchasing like five fake trees one Christmas alone. Really, oh. I think I think you get much more value out of a fake tree. But I will say that it was a neat experience. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we did it. I really like my fake tree now, mm-hmm. and I'll put that up every year. How long should a fake tree last? Well, is it pre litter? Not. Uh, both. Either one. You pick. Pre-lit till the lights burn out on it, and if you don't want to have to go through and remove all the lights to put, to have it be an unlit tree, mm-hmm. fake We're or unlit, yeah, but then until it looks dingy or well, you right, want a it starts to look like one. it has mange after a while. Well, I think you got to fluff it properly, you know. Well, I think yeah, if you the, t- the needle, the fake uh, needles yeah. all fall out. <laughs> I think if you take care of it, you can you can last about a decade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then uh, now, now it's yeah. starting looking. Like just a bunch yeah. of trucks. We might be we might be around there with ours. So the tree before this one, actually two trees before this one. We had a tree, and then it was time to put that tree to pasture. So then, uh, the day after Christmas, <laughs> take out behind the shed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a plastic tree. Yeah. Just yeah. Out in the pasture yeah. you go. So we had that tree. <laughs> 
And then the day after Christmas, Tab went and bought a brand new fake tree because that's when mm-hmm. it was yeah, really on cheap. Sale, yeah. mm-hmm. And so now that was obviously December 26th. And then the first week of May, that old tree got thrown out for cleanup week. So yeah. then when Christmas time came around, Black Friday came around mm-hmm. the next year, I put up the I opened up the box to put up the new tree mm-hmm. and there was the old tree. <laughs> no. Yep. yep. So we had to go buy another new tree. Oh. So you know yeah. my dad did that one oh time my with us. I threw out the new tree. <laughs> I think this is a rite of passage. Like there you some dads everywhere have to do something like this. Cause when I was a kid, my mom was the like end of the season you know you go through your clothes of summer goes into a tote then winter comes out that type of thing yeah so then she'd go and buy the next size up for my sister and i and she put this tote you know right by the stairs and had one that was about to be put away and she goes okay john here's this tote this is the one that needs to go to once upon a child he took the other one he goes man yeah i got like 300 bucks from once upon a child it was insane she goes what do you mean like we've never gotten that much maybe i'm gonna send you all the time and then that next summer went to open it up and there were all the old clothes <laughs> <laughs> so yeah nice you're not alone i bet you there's dads everywhere who yep. that, that communication link just didn't quite yeah i just went <sighs> H- how long was your name mud until uh, uh n- in just in my own mm-hmm. eyes <laughs> yeah now you uh, check all the boxes before you put them up uh, clean uh, up well don't yeah you? yep yep you Make have sure to it's not the new tree you have to you know, so I am sure I've stung. done that myself, but I also think I've blocked it out of my brain. <laughs> yeah, that one stung. Oofta. Here's a question for you guys talking okay. about holidays. So what is the oldest age that's s- allowable to still trick-or-treat? Mm. Ooh. I full, full disclosure, I was in fourth grade. was the last year that I went trick-or-treating, like officially trick-or-treating. After mm-hmm. that, we would go to like, you know, in middle school, you go to Halloween parties and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, fifth grade, I don't think I did anything. I, I think I have a home. new outlook. I I feel like I've seen a lot on social media where people are like, who c- you know, like, I, I guess I don't really have an age cutoff because I think about it like, yeah, you know, these kids could be out doing who knows what and yep. causing Shenan- trouble and yeah. ruckus. Tom and Foolery. If sure. they want to come and get candy for my house, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So for me, it was uh, fifth grade was the last year. Okay. Because in Wishick, then uh, sixth grade, you moved to the other wing of the school. So that was kind of like a going to junior high kind of thing. Oh, sure. But <coughs> then, then you were too cool. The, the sixth graders no, are too I, cool, or no, they just I don't weren't allowed? I think so. I think that was when moms and dads were like, you're done <coughs> trick or treating. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I'm done buying these costumes. <laughs> right. But I think that so. Uh, I th- I think that there is certain uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for exceptions okay. like uh an autistic kid sure let him go much longer than sure. normal you know what I'm saying yep. yep but like my kids I never had to worry about it because they never wanted to go trick or treating <laughs> actually I Eli did Haley hated it well and I think it's become a new thing like with the trunk or treats and all this stuff and. I don't get any like random trick or treaters at my door. It's all like nope. my friends' kids. Yep. Sure. So we used to get a lot I of think the neighbor the kids. Door is kind of. Yeah. We we used to get a lot of the neighbor kids. I think I think that's what it still mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Like if you're in a a young neighborhood, you'll probably get a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. If you don't, if you're not in a young neighborhood, <coughs> unless you're like down on Eighth Street yeah. where everyone goes, holy mm-hmm. cow! Yeah. Have you been down there? Well, they give good stuff. 
Well, and it's it's a show. It's a mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. if you're not from Fargo Moorhead, come here during Halloween and go down Eighth Street. It's Eighth Street, right? Yep, Eighth Street. It is the the mm-hmm. fancy. And, and like it's the old. It's old houses in that street. Yes, right? it yeah. is. Like it super is. big old. They houses. they close off the road, and it's a big Halloween thing yeah. and a big Christmas. Uh, lights thing yep. as soon as that begins. That's when you can actually te- tell is it time to have your Christmas lights out because mm-hmm. they've done it on A Street. Mm-hmm. You know, I just learned from my boss because I was in <laughs> Minneapolis for meetings on Halloween <laughs> and my boss lives just outside of the cities and she was saying that her neighborhood, it's half the block up. Her block is known as parking block mm-hmm. and then the other half of it, they block it off like get food trucks and make like wow. have their own little mini trunk or yeah. treat, but anybody can come and go to it and that'd be are, insane. That's that is one thing that I wish would become more of a thing in Fargo Moorhead is block parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big deal in Chicago, big deal in in Charlotte when we lived there. Um I, maybe it is in Minneapolis. I can't say it is in St. Paul. I don't remember it ever being like that when I lived there. But block parties are are, a, a f- are just a really neat thing in big cities. Well, take that bull by the horns. You can do it. <laughs> All you have to do is talk to the talk to public works. And let them know that that's what you're doing, and they'll give you the, the barricades to set well, up. Well, I, I love the idea of it. You just don't I can't coordinate. plan a party. You kidding me? <laughs> you can give Lisa Hansen a phone call. Just <laughs> don't let anybody know. Just block off the street <laughs> one Friday night and say we're partying, boys yeah. and girls. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I I think that's what you just you need yeah. to do it. But I don't know if they still do it when when uh, my kids were younger. Um, we knew where they were because the kids were younger. Mm-hmm. But, like, Bennett had its own uh, little community mm-hmm. block party. And I think all of, like, the elementary schools had. <coughs> they do. Yeah. But you're, I mean, that's, you, you also live in a younger neighborhood. I'm thinking, like, the neighborhood my wife grew up in, mm-hmm. it's, there's no young kids there anymore. Yeah. But that's, and you know, that's North Fargo. They have big trees. Yeah, they do. And no specials. <laughs> and no kids. <laughs> so they're just waiting that they're waiting for the people to like move into the nursing home or the apartment yes. and then it'll refresh. Yes. No one is moving out of those <laughs> no. houses. So So uh, speaking of Halloween and and another uh, holiday fail for me, the first year when Tab and I were were dating, uh she had she, it was it was Halloween. She was working and uh she had like a case of Mountain Dew over at my place. And so I, uh, you know, it's just a regular Tuesday or sure. whatever. All of a sudden, tunk, tunk, tunk on the door. I'm like, what's going on? It's a kid shows up there. I'm like, I don't have any candy. I gave that whole case of Mountain oh, Dew away man. that night. How did you, uh, what? I want to see the look on those parents' faces. Well, I think all those kids let all their friends know. Uh, yeah, well, it would have been like 99, yeah. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, I, I really hope Tabitha doesn't actually listen to that podcast because the things that you confess on here. <laughs> I, I think I've heard the story. She knows about yeah. this, right? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. She, well, yeah she, she knows about it. And uh, <laughs> funny that you say that because she said that she just started like, uh, I don't know where she picked up. That's if she started episode with, two. If she's at episode two, we're okay for a while. If she started at like 150... We're dead meat. Yep. <laughs> yep. And there's, I got some splaining to do. Yes. Oh. Yep. So now you are you are blessed, my friend. Uh, <laughs> Long suffering and merciful life. <laughs> so here here's the here's here's 
worse than that is I do this on live radio. Oh man. To to my poor wife. <laughs> so yeah. So this is small potatoes actually. <laughs> this is nothing. <laughs> this poor is dad. nothing. Yep. Speaking so. of people who deserve purple hearts, <laughs> add her to the list. So okay. yeah, but uh, uh, good good holiday talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Well, listen, I have another note. Okay. From the T O G. We know him. Mm-hmm. Our good buddy, the T O G. Um. Which earlier I I was explaining to someone who it was, and I was getting it wrong. Mm-hmm. I was thinking it was the T F G. Like I knew I knew T O G. Is what you know what we stand, but I was calling him the TFG. The TFG. Yeah, the Todd from God. Oh, oh, oh! oh I see. No, that's I not was, what it that is. just makes me think of like TGIF or like TGI Fridays. Oh. <laughs> well, and I'm trying to remember <laughs> how we came up with this nickname. Like, we, didn't we have like a like a rapper nickname for him for a while there? Uh, no, the the TOG is a spinoff of uh, um, the the ROG. The ROG. The, we we have a friend who's the rod of God. Yes, and so this is the T O G. All right. Well, he asked another great question. He said, "The wedding of Cana, the wedding at Cana, mm-hmm. when Jesus turns water into wine, is often thought of as the first miracle. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what about when Jesus meets Peter and Andrew mm-hmm. and John and James?" Mm-hmm on the Sea of Galilee and tells them to cast their nets over the side after they've been fishing all night, Mm -hmm. and they get the big catch of fish. Pure coincidence. Wasn't that before the wedding at Cana? (laughs) It was, pure coincidence. (laughs) (laughs) Conjecture. Just throw it back in there, see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) And Ryan's answer is wrong. (laughs) Ryan's like, listen, I've written many a Lenten dramas on this subject. Ryan's excuse would probably be like, no, they actually did that because they needed the uh, little saying of give a man a fish, feed him for a day, teach him to fish, and you'll feed him for a lifetime or whatever. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, I will say that um, the whole thing uh, with Jesus and his disciples does not really emphasize the whole thing uh, with the fish. That's actually in in Matthew's gospel Mm -hmm. uh, where we hear about, about the fish. Um, and Jesus casting it over. It's implied in the other Gospels, including John. But the wedding at Cana um, is is the first miracle, per se, in the Gospel of John. You might say, well, why, why does that mean that the Gospels are contradicting each other? No, it does not. It, it's talking about what the miracle at the wedding of Cana is. And we're ac- we actually get it wrong when we think that it's the first miracle. Uh, what it says is, <clears throat> uh, chapter 2, uh, the verse is verse 11. So, Jesus turns the water into wine. Uh, it says now there in, in verse six it says now there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish rites of purification each holding twenty or thirty gallons. Jesus said to the servants, "Fill the jars with water." Now these are purification jars, so they're they're these huge jars, right? <clears throat> and they're meant to wash yourself, okay? Like get all cleaned up, right? Um, that's their purpose. And Jesus says, fill them all with water. They, the, each holding about 30 gallons of water. Jesus said to the servants, fill them up. 
And they filled them up to the brim. And then he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. The master of the feast is kind of like the master of ceremonies, the MC. If you've ever been to a wedding, it's the person who's like, now introducing the new couple. The DJ of the wedding. The DJ of the wedding. That's who the master is. And so they took it. And when the master of the feast tasted the water, now become wine, he did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. And the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine, right? So, you know, in a party, we or you yeah. give all the good stuff, and then when people can't tell the difference because their palate's been <laughs> soaked in it, then, then you give them the boons, you know? You give yeah, them the, yeah. the fancy stuff first. Uh, but you have kept the good wine until now. Now, listen, this, this is what John calls it. He doesn't call it a miracle. He says, this is the first of Jesus' signs. Mm. <clears throat> Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory. The reason people get it confused is because Jesus does all kinds of miracles in the other Gospels. Mm-hmm. But he only does a few in John because John is naming them as signs. Now, what are they signs of? If you know what the Gospel of John is about, it's it, it's got a different emphasis than Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So in Matthew, the emphasis is that Jesus is, is the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Um, the Christ. In Mark's gospel, the emphasis is that Jesus is the Son of God. In Luke's gospel, the emphasis is that Jesus Christ is the Lord, the Savior of the world. Okay. In John's gospel, the emphasis is, is that Jesus is God himself. And so these seven signs, or these signs, this, this is the first of the signs, also are tied with certain sayings. They're the I am sayings where Jesus says throughout John, uh, in the Old Testament, God is known as I am, and it's so holy. It's, we would translate it as Yahweh or Jehovah, but it was so holy that they wouldn't call God Yahweh. They'd, they would call him Adonai or the Lord. And um, when Moses is on the mountain, he says, you know, you're telling me to go tell Pharaoh to let your people go. Your people aren't going to believe that I'm sent to on your behalf. Who should I tell them? is sending me, and God says, I am who I am. That translates to Yahweh, okay? Um, But it's so holy, and you shouldn't take the name of the Lord and your your God in vain. In the Old Testament, they say, Lord. This is known as the Tetragrammaton, and in the Old Testament, it's capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. I've said it a dozen times, I'm sure. At Mm -hmm. least in my head, I've said it a dozen times. In the Gospel of John, Jesus fleshes out what it means to be I am. And so he'll say, I am the good shepherd. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I am the door. I am. And he, he has all these I am sayings. Mm-hmm. And all of them are revealing who Jesus is. His signs are the same. So this first sign reveals something about Jesus. If he's God, what does this sign mean? What is Jesus God of? Because each one of the signs is going to reveal that Jesus is God over something. If you can turn water into wine, what are you God over? Nature. Yeah, I mean, I mean, re- reality. Mm-hmm. Um, you and not just and and not just something simple like water that's everywhere that's abundant. It, you you can change change something that's um, 
uh, ordinary into something extraordinary. Not only does it become wine, but it becomes the best wine, mm-hmm. the greatest wine in order in a celebratory fashion to speak about what kind of a what kind of a God we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Um, in the old te- in the New Testament, they would think of of God, the God of wine is is a party animal. Uh, uh, Dionysus was a big deal, and he took on a, a, he was the god of revelry to the Greeks. They called him Bacchus, and they had this thing called Bacchanalia, which was basically just like Lollapalooza times ten. Okay, and it happened every year, and Romans were like, "Woo, spring break!" I mean, that's that's <laughs> what it was. And Roman he was Coachella, <laughs> yes, and he was the god of wine, but he had been a human who who basically earned godhood. And got brought up to the Big 12. And the one who got kicked out of the Big 12 was the goddess of the hearth. So <laughs> you think of like, yeah, it just, it just gets me thinking like, you know, when you think of hearth, what do you think of? Grandparents, uh, the homestead, things being simple. When you think of Dionysus, you think of MTV. Mm-hmm. Like it's the next generation. And so, so Dionysus was a big deal among the Romans and among the Greeks. Jesus comes on, and the message here is that as great as you think any of those deities are, Jesus is so much better mm-hmm. because all of this comes from him as well. And where is Jesus celebrating it? Not in an orgiastic event of um, hedonism, but in the union of marriage uh, and where God shows up in this place to, to give the gift of, of marriage and love and physical uh, expression and relationship that includes creating and nurturing life. So all of that is tied in to this first sign of who Jesus is. He's good. He's uh, um, not far off from creation. The things that, that we can take and make uh, 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 sur- superfluous or fickle that are actually very important to life, relationships, love, all those things, uh, he's he's bringing about the best of it, um, and he can take something like water and make it something extravagant. So that means that he's the God over you know matter itself. Mm-hmm. We're gonna hear about some of the other things that he does, where you're like he's the God over reality and abundance. He's the God over time, mm-hmm. uh, and and they'll happen throughout John. He'll talk about these signs, and this is another one of his signs, and this is another one of his signs. Each one of them is revealing that Jesus is I am who's revealed in the Old Testament. Does that make sense? Yeah. So TOG is is got the right the right thinking, but the key word here is that this isn't a miracle per se. It's more than a miracle. It's a sign. Okay. So there you go. It's Tesla. Yes. What? <laughs> signs. Never mind here. Uh, 14. Th- is that the song I saw the sign? No. Signs, signs everywhere there's signs. No? Nothing? Nope. No bells. All right. Okay. Okay. Fell flat. I feel old. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then there's that. (laughs) Wow. I had her all hooked, and then you had to bring in Tesla. Tesla. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Like the car? (laughs) The inventor? (laughs) No. Gosh. Okay. Sorry. Cool. You want to pray us out of here, Ryan? Since <laughs> you just uh, kind of stuck the nail in the coffin. <laughs> oh, wait! There's got to be like a want, want, want. There is. There is. Yeah. Which one is that one? And I deserve it. Where is it? <laughs> I don't know. That's there you it. Go. Yep. 
Where is it? He knew exactly yeah. where it was. <laughs> well, it looks it looks like this one. Like what you should be hearing is uh, where is it? Oh. <laughs> I mean, both valid emotions for the. <laughs> yep. Oh. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time, Lord. I thank you for uh, the ability to get together to uh, to have fun and to talk about different things and and to have fellowship uh, with people who love you and want to learn more about you and um, and and learn more about you while while we're while we're having fun and while we're doing these things and and uh, I thank you for um, the TOG and uh, mm-hmm. for. The questions that he brings and um, his ability to always ask the questions that really make us dig in. Um, so I, I appreciate that. I thank you for him and for all the people who are listening. And Lord, uh, um, just bless, uh, bless, bless those people who are listening, who, are, um, who may uh, need whatever it is that they need, whether it be healing or whatever there are people out there right now listening and we want them to know that uh, you love them and we love them and god i uh, thank you for all of that in jesus name amen amen okay uh he he brought the knowledge and i brought the prayer so you gotta bring the clothes do you want to use my new great word oh what is it it's not riveting but i used it in um our videos that we do on sundays (laughs) okay just this last Sunday. Waluigi. Yeah. <laughs> You've been Waluigi. No, it's um, it's uh, uh, splendiferous. Oh, that's a good word. Yeah, I like it. All right. Well, if you're looking for a place to worship, you can join us every Sunday. I have to do my best, like Ryan impression. Yeah. I gotta make some mouth noises. So really make the people cringe. <laughs> gotta make dad noises. <laughs> you can join us every Sunday. Look us up on YouTube at or Facebook at Atonement Fargo. You can find us online atonementfargo.org, atonement.live, or in person nine thirty or nine a.m. and ten thirty a.m. See if I know what time it is. Mm-hmm. Um, at forty six zero one South University Drive here in Fargo. Sarah so will be waiting at the door to yep. welcome you at nine and ten thirty. Hey, if you want to come at nine thirty, I'll hang out with you. We can have coffee. Wait till the ten thirty service. <laughs> Whatever you want to do, we're here for you. <laughs> All right, for another splendiferous episode. I like I'm that. Sarah nice. Young, joined by Ryan Jenke and Pastor DJ Lura. But not Dana. But not Dana. Not Dana. Now I just play the music? This is weird. I don't know how to end this. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to play the music yeah. now. <laughs> Sounds like a PBS one. <laughs> a splendiferous episode. Reminds me of like out of the box. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>